internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it. Makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. Yeah, you know it. You hear that song. You know that I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week, not all night, but all week. Of course, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. And uh, excited to be back again. Uh, talk a little bit about football. I'm going to talk a lot about football. And and, and I think it's, uh, again, as I said last week, it, it's a very exciting time. Uh, it's a time of which uh, dreams come true. Uh, young men become instant millionaires. And just the families are pleased. Um and it's just a great time. It's, it, it's, it's almost, and I read this someplace, it's almost the anticipation of the draft is very close to the anticipation of the Super Bowl. And, and one thing that I would like to say, and that is for all those people out there uh, who think that perhaps maybe they know, you know what's going to happen in the draft, they know who's going to pick who, uh, where guys are going, they know absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing whatsoever. Uh, if you don't believe me, call me and tell me you, you believe different than I believe. And uh, you can call me at 888-346-9144. It hasn't changed in God only knows when. Every now and then, the first player of the draft, and he, of all the people, maybe that first person that is going to be picked in the draft and everybody knows it, and the team has already made up in their mind they're going to draft this person, uh, then they may start negotiations and, and, and already have that person signed, you know, by draft day. And, and some teams are aggressive enough that that's what they want to do. Uh, but, that, but most of the time, that, that doesn't happen. It, it doesn't happen probably 90% of the time when it comes to the NFL draft. Those, those young men are truly, um, you know, surprised, uh, just like the fans are, when they find out where they're going. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I must have, uh, I'm speaking from experience, uh, regardless of if I were in the last round, which I was, or in the first round, which many of my friends have been, uh, my fellow colleagues. And, and, and then, of course, I did the little text thing and, 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 you know, made contact with Malcolm Jenkins and said, Malcolm, come on, man, give me a little scoop. Let me know where you're going so I can, I can, you know, give a shout-out to The Ohio State University and at least let them know, you know, where Malcolm's going to end up at. Malcolm, his response to me, I have no clue. So if the players don't have any clue, you look at all these mock drafts that are out here, and it's, it's just it's speculation. It truly is speculation. And then on top of the fact that it's speculation, you got to take into consideration that those people who actually – are responsible for drafting players, they don't always make the right picks for their teams. You know, there are some people out there that are very good at it, then there's other people that are very bad at it. And I'm going to talk a little bit about those that are very good at it. I'm going to talk a little bit about those who are very bad at it. I'm also going to, you know, talk about, you know, draft versus free agency. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about, you know, some people prefer to build their teams through the draft, and some people prefer to build their teams through free agency. Uh, some people prefer youth, and some people prefer experience. You know, so there's a youth versus experience. There's a draft versus free agency. And, uh, you know, of course, there's proven and there's unproven. You know, one of those people out there that uh, certainly has proven himself, uh, that's Tory Holt. And uh, Tory got a nice little deal. And, and I'm glad he did. You know, I, I'm, I'm curious as to why is there not, why is there not the interest in where Tory Holt signed like it was for where T.O. signed? Now, if you got T.O., and you got Tory Holt, I, I'd be interested. You know, which one would you rather have? To me, they may be a different kind of receiver, but the results are the same. I mean, if I close my eyes at right now at this stage in their careers, if you gave me Tory Holt or you gave me T.O., I'd be okay. You know, but the, but for I, I guess it's the baggage that comes along with the T.O., but I'm, I'm a T.O. fan because all he wants to do is win. And that's all Torrey Hope wants to do is win. And Torrey's got a Super Bowl ring. He has one. You know, he was a part of the greatest show on turf. You know, but still one of the most productive receivers in the game. And obviously, that's somebody who was, you know, in pretty good demand to the point whereas. You know, the Jaguars weren't going to wait until draft day to leave him out there. They went ahead and made it happen. And so um, shout out to Torrey Holt. I actually saw him, you know, here in Phoenix, of course, when we had the Super Bowl here uh, on the red carpet and got a chance to uh, uh, to speak with him. And, and one of my favorite all-time receivers, uh, and probably when his numbers are done, uh, he gets down there with uh, Garad and, you know, who knows what might happen. Uh, so uh, shout out to Terry Holt and those big pockets that he has uh, right now. But, you know, one thing I want to talk about is before I really get deep into the show, I, I want to use this segment to did Dan get his job back. Dan hasn't got his job back yet. Dan, shout out to Dan. Facebook Dan. Jeffrey Laurie hasn't given the man his job back yet. Man, you messing up the Facebook whole thing, Jeffrey Laurie. Get Dan his job back. I'm not going to get off of that until Dan gets that job back. So shout out to Dan. Facebook Dan. That's what we're going to call him. Um, but I want to talk about something that, that, that is bothering me when it comes to players in the draft time and the evaluation of players and um, various things of which are, are said about players. Rumors. Now, I've, I've got a problem with it because one particular person seems to think that, you know, Obviously, there's always a cause and effect to, to most things in life. And you can cause someone to lose millions of dollars if you're reporting something that's not factual. Now, I, I'm going to go back to, you know, I said a few weeks ago when it was uh, the Josh McDaniels thing and the Jay Cutler thing. You know, the whole thing about someone it, it hitting the airwaves that Jay Cutler had missed out on a hundred something odd thousand dollars in today's environment is not good PR for Jay Cutler. 
it makes Jay Cutler look real bad. Hey, Jay, if you didn't need the money, you got some family members somewhere. If not family, you got some friends. You know, if not, there's, you know, there's some disadvantaged children out there that could have used that $100,000. So I think what the Denver Broncos certainly did is they used that as a PR ploy to kind of make them look better. And I'm not saying Josh did that, but I'm saying the organization used that you know, in today's society with all these people, all these players making a whole hell of a lot of money, uh, it doesn't look too good when you just don't show up to a camp, of which it probably could. I know it wasn't 10 practices, and you miss out on $100,000. So they used that as a ploy to make him look bad, and eventually they sent him off to Chicago. Now, that's losing money, carelessly losing money, no reason to lose money. You know, just because, again, you know, somebody talked about trading you. Well, now there's another way of which people are losing money because people are reporting things. And here's my problem with this. Again, the networks, the, uh, the network that is owned by the National Football League, the NFL Network, will report that a player coming out of college supposedly didn't pass a drug test. You know, what what that drug was, I don't know. But if you ask me, that is a bit of irresponsibility on the NFL Network. And I I saw Jamie Dukes. I'm going to call Jamie out at least. Jamie said he wished that the player would, would sue whoever responsible, whoever was responsible for that, whether it be a blogger or whether it be a news reporter that, you know, put it in the newspapers or whatever, because if you're a person that in a draft, you're expected to be, you know, one of the top five picks. And because of a report that supposedly you tested positive for, you know, some illegal substance, uh, you now have gone from the top five to maybe in the first round, the bottom 10. That's millions of dollars. Now, that's irresponsible reporting if you don't have facts. And then why would the NFL Network broadcast it, call the player out by name, and also further the story? I mean, if, if you don't know, then who does know? And you know more than, and better than anybody else is, if it's factual or not because the results from the test would come back from an agency that you hired. So it seems to me that the NFL themselves are responsible for that. So, Jamie, you're on this network of which you say that somebody should be sued. You just help the network, the NFL network, help perpetuate a lie. And it it could cost these young men millions of dollars. So, you know, I say all that again just to go back to how I kind of came into this is this. There are people that speculate about a lot of things. Who's going to be drafted in what position? It's speculation. Nobody really knows. Who tested positive and who didn't test positive for some illegal substance? That can be, that you can smother that lie from the very beginning. You, you don't have to perpetuate that and continue to broadcast it. If you know, indeed, we haven't even gotten the test results back. So I'm going to hold the NFL Network responsible for that because they should have never mentioned the fact that it was a player that supposedly had been reported 
to have tested positive for some illegal substance. Perhaps maybe Tony agrees with me. Tony's on the line. Tony, this is Ray. Welcome to Voice America Sports. Are you there? Yeah, I am. Thank you for having me. Thank you for calling in, Tony. I don't know if you, you, you heard, you know, what, what I was, uh, you know, discussing there at the moment. But, you know, there was a, a player, a couple players, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention them by name, who supposedly there's some question about them testing uh, positive for some illegal substance, and their draft status dropped, which cost them millions of dollars before the draft, you know, ever, you know, started the first day of the draft. And uh, it's already cost them a couple million dollars. But now we're finding out that it, perhaps maybe it's not true. But you've already created, you know, you've tarnished their image for one. You know, that's reputational damage that whoever knows how much that's going to cost them off the field. But it's just something that puzzles me. Well, we got music there, Tony. If I got music, I apologize. That means we got to take a break. I want you to hold on. And then on the other side of the break, I'll be able to get to you. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And, of course, I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'm going to take a break, and I'll be right back. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
Alrighty, I'm back. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And, uh, of course, uh, just before we went to break, uh, you know, Tony joined me, and I wanted to give uh, Tony a, a chance to, uh, to of course, uh, either ask his question or, or make a comment. Tony, you there? Yeah, I am. Thank sure, you. Sure, go right ahead. Well, you know what, Ray? I think they the NFL does this every year. Didn't they do the same thing to Vince Young, uh, Vince Young on the Wonderlick? Um, they broke that story out, said he, had, he uh, performed poorly there. I think the NFL does this, and, 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 and they're, they're working in cahoots with the owners because I just don't understand how this could ever, ever happen. And then you look at Jay Cutler, it's the same thing. When Jay Cutler decided, hey, listen, he couldn't play anymore for the Denver Broncos, they, the media bashed him and said the guy was a, a problem child and, and wasn't a good teammate and, and he was a crybaby, and I'm thinking, hold it. Every athlete wants to be wanted where he's playing at, and he wants to be respected. Excuse me, respected, and he was disrespected, and he wasn't wanted in Denver. So, why does it work for the team and it doesn't work for the ball players? That's what I just don't understand. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you, and and that's what I that was the the position I took is the NFL released that story. You know, there is no way. You know, if indeed it's not factual then you should never bring it to your network. Nobody should ever report or mention a player by name. And I'm just going to mention one of those players, and only because I played with his dad. And uh, Clay Matthews' son, you know. Clay Matthews Jr., he's, I don't think he's Jr., but his, his name is Clay Matthews as well. And I played with his dad, you know, in Cleveland. And it was just, it was frightening for me to see that because I know Clay, the dad, and I know, I mean, the work ethic that his son seems to demonstrate on the playing field reminds me so much of his dad. He plays outside linebacker the same way his dad does with reckless abandon. And and Clay was like a gym rat. And I know that's what his son is. And so, you know, again, to be for his image to be tarnished like that, here's a young man that was a walk-on at USC and now is perhaps maybe going to be, you know, one of the top 10 picks in the NFL draft. But again, his draft status and his compensation Perhaps maybe could have been, you know, somewhat, uh, you know, devalued because of this story of which. Now, here's here's what people have to understand. The NFL contracts with companies to perform these drug tests. How in the world can you report on something when you know, in fact, the drug tests have not been, you know, sent back to the teams as of yet? Mm. So how in the world can you report on something that you yourself know is not factual? When you're the one who are, you're paying the consulting firm to do that. So, and, and again, the Jay Cutler thing, you know, that Brett Favre, even with the Brett Favre story, you know, the way he was made out to be enemy. You know, again, sometimes it's working in behalf of the team. It works on behalf. They use the media. They control the media. You know, and that's why, you know, here we are on Voice America Sports, and I can say whatever the heck I want to say. Now, I'm not going to report anything that... I don't know as being factual. You know, if it's my opinion, I'm going to state that it's my opinion. And that's what I'm doing. I'm giving you what my opinion is, you know, based upon what happened and what's been happening with these young men. Now, they're talking about Warren Sapp and in Cleveland. Believe me, the Browns could have used Warren Sapp when he came out. And, and he was falsely accused of having failed a drug test of which supposedly they said cocaine was in his system. You know, and, and then you, you, you got a GM, a former GM who sits on the NFL network and say, you know, hey, you're right. You know, he can't live that down to this day because I guess he heard a rumor from somewhere, too. And, and instead of not acting on it, yeah, he did act on it. They passed on Warren Sapp. 
So, uh, you know, so do you uh, where you got a guy like, you know, Jamie, who feels like somebody should be sued. Does that mean the NFL should be sued? I'll, I'll tell you this. The, the question is going to be, what can the players do about it? That's the question. I mean, to the point now that they don't even want to go to Indianapolis because it's, it's, it's like a meat market, first of all, and they're prodding. And, and I mean, it's an opportunity for some players to, to raise their stock, but it's also an opportunity for them to lose their stock. Because when you have stuff like this being reported, it's like, what do you do? And I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I believe me, I agree with you. And if, and if somebody needs to be held accountable, I think, you know, there is responsible journalism. And if, and if that is the case and, and, and you can drill down and you can find out where the story originated at. And and and, and the NFL, you know, they always you, you think you hear things reported that they're sources. Well, we need to find out who the sources are because they can no longer say, well, it did not affect you. It did damage you to the point where you lost millions of dollars. And that's the way they reported it on the network that some of these players, as a result of these rumors, their status could drop. and, and, And each time you go down the pecking order, your money drops. It's like a hole in your pocket. Your money just falls out. Right. I'll tell you this, Ray. I'm going to listen to the rest of your show online. and I appreciate you. Well, I, I, Tony, I appreciate you calling in, and, uh, you know, I, I want everybody to know, listen, I, I agree, as Tony says, too, that that's just, it's not right, it's not fair, and Jamie, him, Jamie Dukes himself said it on the network. See, Jamie brings a lot of passion to the network from a former player's perspective, and I respect him for that, and I think he was standing up for the players, but in the midst of him standing up for the players, he didn't realize that there was a mirror in front of him in terms of who he's employed by. And they are the ones that help perpetuate this story about players that were falsely accused of not passing these drug tests. And which, in, in somebody's mind, it may still resonate to the fact where they're going to pass on that person. Because even when somebody says something, well, wasn't there a rumor that that guy didn't you know, pass the drug test. And then I was said, it's like, oh, is that, is that true? Did you hear that? And then it goes through the entire organization. And then everybody sent out to do some due, due diligence after the effect. But for a moment there, there's a question. And that question may still linger on when they're there. See, because the kind of drugs that they may be talking about, I don't know what kind of drugs they're talking about, but certainly if it's any kind of performance enhancement drug, you know, shout out to Tony Mandridge. You don't want another Tony Mandridge, whereas his performance is tied into his drug. And if he doesn't have his drug anymore, you know, then he can't perform. And, and his, his, Tony said that himself, you know. So and Tony was on our show. And I thank you, Tony, for coming to our show of which you, you know, shared with the audience months ago about this new book that you were going to have that was coming out. But Tony is, you know, on a tour, you know, and, and his thing is, listen, it's something I did I shouldn't have done. And he's actually trying to reach out to young men and and try to convince them that listen it's it's not worth it and don't do it he made a mistake and and i certainly appreciate him for taking that position and yeah he sold a book and he's going to make a little money off of it so what you know uh he, he may donate some of it or all of it to charity we don't know if he keeps it you know you know god bless him too on that but um i just don't like these rumors you know i just don't like these rumors particularly when they cost these young men 
millions of dollars. And then I don't like the fact that the NFL Network reports a rumor as if it's, it's factual. But, okay, let's move on because, uh, you know, there's something that's really important that's coming up in the NFL draft. And, uh, by the way, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think hard-hitting sports. Of course, that is uh, Mark McMillan and Byron Evans are going to be uh, having a, uh, a draft show. And they're going to do their draft show in Scottsdale, Arizona at Barcelona's. And, uh, of course, it's, it's open to the public. Come on out. Um, uh, the show is going to be broadcasted. So you can, of course, listen to it, a live streaming Internet sports talk show here on Voice America Sports. Hard-hitting sports. Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. So let's, let's, let's think about this now. The draft is coming up, and the draft is supposed to be a tool of which teams can use to improve their football team. I mean, the, the reason why uh, the way it's set up is the team that performed the best, the team that won the Super Bowl, of course, everybody knows this. This is not a John Madden thing here, you know, where I'm telling you some stuff you don't know. Well, perhaps it is. Uh, but let me just go over this to make my point. The team that won the Super Bowl, you draft last. Unless you traded with somebody years ago and you were able to get their pick and their pick happened to be, you know, earlier, you know, in that first round. If not, you're going to have that last draft spot. And the team that did worst last year in terms of wins and losses, they're going to get the first pick. And so we all know who has that first pick. Of course, the Detroit Lions, you know. And by the way, the Lions changing your uniform, you know, it, the, a player is concerned about what he looks like on the field. Uh, but the fans, listen, okay, the fans may go out and buy some more Detroit Lions jerseys. But, you know, if, if you take Stafford, is his jersey going to be the number one selling jersey out there now? I don't know. But I can tell you what, some people believe that the best way to build a team is the draft. Now, that doesn't always work. It, it, and, and some people are better than other people at it. Shout out to my man, Kelvin Fisher, too. Fish is, is going to be on the show with us. He can't be with us. Uh, I don't know. We, we may be able to talk to him during the draft, uh, you know, when we're doing the live show, of course, at, uh, you know, Hard Hitting Sports with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. We may be able to talk to Fish then. Maybe able to pull him out of the war room and find out what's going in there, you know, with the Steelers. But uh, that 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 draft, everybody, those people who are making those picks, they don't have it down to a science. And so there are teams out there that, you know, have first round picks and a lot of their first round picks have been bust. And then there's people who, you know, have later round picks and their later round picks perform better than their first round draft picks. And then there are other people out there who are able to, you know, get franchise players, you know, who turn into, you know, franchise players. These, I mean, I'm sorry, they get free agents who turn out to be franchise players. Shout out to Kwame Lasseter. Kwame Lasseter Sports here on Voice America Sports. That's what happened to Kwame. Free agent, undrafted, became a franchise tagged player, which means he must have been balling. You know, those kind of things happen. And then what happens is you get yourself into the point where you're trying to rebuild a team. And maybe you say, guess what? I'm not going to build my team through the draft. I'm going to build my team through free agency. And so I'm always, I go back and forth with, you know, what's a better way to build a team? Is the best way to build a team through the draft or is it through free agency? And when you do that, if you pick, if you pick the draft, then that means you're going with youth. If you don't pick the draft, that means you're going with experience. 
I got to go with a commercial break because I got music. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Let me take this break, and of course, I'll be right back. School to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'm enjoying myself because we're talking about football. Football. Shout out to John Madden. That's a half a shout to John Madden because, John, you know, you got some problems. John's got some problems. His game, Madden, it has some problems. The problems that John, the game that, of course, is called Madden, that my 16-year-old son doesn't even know anything about John Madden, the football coach. He only knows about Madden, the game. There's some issues with Matt in the game. And the issues with Matt in the game is that the retired players like myself, you know, some of us have some issues uh, that perhaps maybe you'll hear a lot more about in the future. 
it's been speculated that perhaps maybe the reason why John did not want to continue on with uh, this year in terms of uh, announcing games, uh, perhaps maybe because of uh, the PR on the road wasn't going to be real good when some, you know, some facts are revealed about his game uh, that carries his namesake. Now, I'm not saying that's the truth in terms of why he retired. I think, you know, John wants to spend time with his family. But there are some issues with his game uh, as it relates to some retired players and uh, some compensation on some licensing deals of which uh, never took place. The money never found its way way into the pockets of those that it should have uh, based upon their likeness and a few other issues. So you're going to hear a little bit about Mr. Madden and his game and, and, and some issues that will be raised here. Uh, pretty soon coming up. But, of course, John Madden was one of those uh, people who uh, was able to put a football team together, a successful football team, and won a couple Super Bowls. So shout out to you, John. Stay home, watch the game, enjoy it. And and uh, Chris Collinsworth would do the best he can to try to imitate you. And I can, be, I can bet you your last dollar he won't be as good as you were. But uh, shout out to Chris and congratulations to you as well but let me go back a little bit I you know I, I started talking about you know the draft and and who is going to be drafted didn't start talking about who's going to be drafted but the teams uh you know who's successful in their draft you know that's supposed to be how you build your team and then there's other teams that they don't build through the draft you know and uh, it shouldn't just be the first round pick believe me you know it's not just the first round picks you know, one thing about um, Sanchez out there in, uh, you know, USC, you know, he did say, hey, guys, you know, he's not going to the draft. And part of the reason why he's not going to the draft, he's going to spend time with his family and all that stuff. But I'm sure he, too, doesn't want to be in the green room <clears throat> and sitting there and, and speculation again is that he's supposed to be drafted high and that he drops real low. And it's like it's a bad day at the office. That's what he says. How can you make the best day of his life ever a bad day? I, I remember when when I was drafted, you know, and it was a birthday present for me, by the way, April 27th, shout out to myself, birthday coming up. But I remember when I was drafted on my birthday and well, the day before my birthday, but it was a good day. There are so many people that don't get drafted. It doesn't it really doesn't make a difference. It makes a difference in your paycheck. But this is a dream come true. So wherever you're drafted at. It's a good day. So let's not try to make out a bad day if somebody's supposed to go in one position and they drop, you know, particularly if, because, if they drop because of the evaluation of them on the field and not because of some speculated drug rumors, okay? Now, let's talk about the teams that build their team through the draft and those teams that don't. There are some people that they say, okay, we're going to build our team through the draft, and, you know, there's, you know, there's a couple, you know, relatively new teams that are out there. The Texans, as one, comes to my mind, and the Texans have tried that. In the past three years, I think the Texans have, you know, perhaps maybe kept, you know, just about all their draft. I bet you close to 80, 80% of their draft choices they have kept. But they've only produced in those past three or four years you know, two All-Pros. And not to say that if you're not an All-Pro, you're not a good football player because I know the Patriots have won a couple Super Bowls. And when they won that first one, they didn't have a lot of guys that made, you know, they weren't All-Pros. You know, they got passed over in terms of the Pro Bowl and in terms of votes. So it's not that you have to be All-Pros, but you have to perform 
consistently at a very high level, collectively as a group. And everybody has to click on all cylinders. Yeah, I'm giving you all the cliches that go along with winning. But that's what you have to do. Now, so here it is that the Houston Texans have tried to build their team through the draft, and they haven't won a whole lot of games either. I think they've gone something like 22 and 26, meaning they've won 22 and they've lost 26. Now, there is a chance that perhaps maybe they might be able to turn things around next year. But that's not necessarily working out for them, and that's the way they've tried to do it. Now, here's what could happen. The fact that they've been able to keep 85% of their players, somewhere 80, 90, 85, or something like that, percent of their players on their team in the last three years, that could simply mean that in the fourth year, perhaps maybe now everything is going to jail, and this may be their year. Do you believe that? That's not a rhetorical question for me. That's for you out there to think. Do you think Houston Texans, who have built a team through the draft after four years of keeping all those players, do you expect them to do something this year? Let me say this. Respectively, the next couple teams that have built their teams through the draft in terms of have retained the players that they you know, took out of the draft, the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Giants. Now, that should make you go, ooh, well, wait a second here. Maybe you do build a team through the draft. Why? Because in the last few years, the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Giants have won Super Bowls. So, you got, look, you got the Indianapolis Colts, you got the New York Giants, and, of course, you know, you got the New England Patriots who are probably, you know, at the bottom in terms of, in the past few years with their draft choices, but why do you think that is? I'm trying to give you a little inside perspective here of what might be coming on the horizon. I'm not sure, but it may be speculation. That's all we could do. We don't, I, don't fa- I don't know this as fact, but what I'm saying to you is if you want to look at the, what the Patriots did and the Patriots, why are they so late in the draft? Because they've been winning games. But the Patriots had some pretty nice draft picks, and they built their team through the draft years ago, and it paid off for them. So it could be that, hey, maybe the Houston Texans' day may be coming. But the Giants and the Colts, respectively, the Colts first and then the Giants, in that order, they have been the teams that come right behind the Houston Texans in terms of building their teams through the draft. And they won a Super Bowl. Both of those teams won a Super Bowl. You know, but like I said, then you, but it makes you think about the New England Patriots. And, and, and they, the reason why the Patriots, of course, who are, are at the bottom in terms of, you know, they're the worst drafting team in the past three years. The reason why they're worse because they're picking late. Now, I'm going to say that, but I'm also going to say, listen, there's still good players that could be drafted. Look at the players that they didn't draft, that they had a chance to draft, that fell to another team, it could be that they didn't take that player because of the fact they didn't need that person in that position. So a good player may have fell to another team, but the Patriots passed that player over. So some people look at the Patriots and say, wow, well, they're a terrible team when it comes to drafting because they let you know this person go. Well, they didn't need that person. They had Tom Brady. They, they didn't need that person. They had Randy Moss. They, they didn't need that person. Okay? So, so you got to really look at and factor in 
all aspects of the draft. And that's why I can't wait to get uh, the good man, Kelvin Fisher, in and, and talk to him so he can d- dissect this draft the best way we can because nobody, it, it, nobody's got it down to a science. Nobody's got it down to a science. The only science that I know exists is the NFL has the salary cap down to a science to the point where they understand that they've got so much money to spend and many of them don't want to spend it. You know, they're actually talking about Detroit Lions getting rid of that pick and not taking that first pick because they don't want to sign, you know, the number one person in the draft. Please, everybody, stop. It's a salary cap. It's a salary cap, which means there's a cap on the amount of money you can spend. They have run the numbers, and even spending that money, you still have enough money to operate your team and make a profit. Now, in the event that you don't spend that money, and Kwame Lasseter had his show on today, and afterwards he and I kind of sit here in a round table, with, we, he and Chrissy, and, and, and his special guest. And I said to him, what do they do with that money they don't spend? For all you fans out there, let's think about this. If, if you were to go to Morton's and you ordered a steak and you wanted it, let's say medium, maybe medium rare, and it came to you and it was well done, would you take that? No. You want what you paid for. Okay, so... If there's a salary cap and the NFL teams have so much money to spend, don't you think they should go out and, and get the filet mignon? And, and if they don't, if the filet mignon is, you know, like, okay, overcooked, then get rid of it. That's not what you want. Get rid, Cut that person, get somebody else. But when you don't get what you paid for, when they're $30 million under the cap, what do they do with that money? I don't know that. That, that. That's a question for you to answer. I don't know what they do with that money. You know, one thing about out here in the Valley, you know, the Arizona Cardinals have taken the time. And, this, you know, this is an illustration to, type, to take a look at. When teams spend their money to get good players, they win games. They go to the Super Bowl. You know, maybe they don't win. But listen, as you, if, if you've been listening to this show, you should know my motto. The next best thing to playing the game and winning it's playing the game and losing because some people never get to play the game. Let me tell you, these fans out here who support the Arizona Cardinals, as much as they wanted to win that Super Bowl, that experience of their team being there on Super Bowl Sunday and competing right down to the wire, the only thing they would exchange it for is a win. They wouldn't exchange it to sit home and have played in the NFC Championship game and lost to the Philadelphia Eagles and watch the Eagles go and play in that Super Bowl. The next best thing to playing the game and winning is playing the game and losing. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back on the other end of that break, and I'm going to continue to talk about who and who doesn't have the draft down to a science. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Lori Tucker with FedEx. Did you know that one in eight babies is born prematurely and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause? Well, solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth and help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and FedEx by signing the petition for preemies at marchadimes.com slash petition. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports all righty we're back listening to rail of sports on the voice america network this is the last segment of the show uh, but I'm going to continue on with where I started and of course that was about you know the, the draft and the fact that uh Again, um, you know, there are some people who would like to think that they have it down to a science, and, and they don't. Uh, there are some teams. Uh, the fact of the matter, I'm not going to say there are teams that think they have it down to a science because they don't. The te- if you ever speak to an executive who was ever a part of the draft, they will tell you. It, 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 it's a shot in the dark. There is no science to it. There is no guarantee that you pick a player and he's going to turn out, you know, to be an all-pro player. Uh, he's going to play with you for, you know, you know, seven, ten years, um, going to be healthy all the time. There's just no guarantee. So, you know, the best thing to do is to go out and, and as they do, watch tape, you know, see how good that person is as a football player. You know, that, that person has to be a great football player on tape. Now, here's what I like. You know, there are people who also who tend to believe that it has nothing to do with the talent that they play against. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. You know, there are people, a very talented person at times would dominate one of less skill, but at the same time, a very talented person could sometimes kind of play down to the skill set of the person that he's against. Uh, Oscar's on the line. Oscar probably wants to either ask me a little bit about that or about something else, but I believe Oscar... And, and, and let me introduce Oscar properly. You know, Oscar is one of those people that has taken time in his business to help develop these players that we're talking about. And um, so we're not necessarily going to comment on uh, the comments that I just made uh, about the draft. 
uh, we're going to comment more about how those football players play on the field and how Oscar gets those guys prepared uh, to go out and perform on the field. Oscar, you there? Yes, I'm here. What's up, Ray? All How right. You how's, doing? It, how's it going there, man? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. Been kind of busy today, but uh, wanted to make sure I called in to your show and got a chance to talk to you. Well, I appreciate that, Oscar. Listen, I, I, I didn't give you the proper introduction that I should. Listen, you, you, you're, you're down there in, in the southeast part of the country, and the southeast part of the country and out here on uh, say the southwest part of the country happens uh, to be two hot spots of which, you know, players coming out of college, preparing themselves for the draft, they tend to spend some time there because along with the fact that they've been playing ball for two, three, four years in college, getting ready for this big day, they still feel there's a couple things that they may need to sharpen up on. And if I'm not mistaken, Oscar, why don't you tell them a little bit about, you know, what you do to help them prepare and perhaps maybe propel themselves up that draft ladder as opposed to, uh, you know, them dropping in the draft? Yes. Um, well, the name of my company is the Oscar Dillon Football Academy, and we prepare college students as well as uh, college students for their pro days. And what we do is we go to, we talk to them about the finer points that they need to work on as far as uh, how they take, uh, take off all out of the blocks, uh, which way, uh, how they uh, flip their hips on the pro shuttle, and, 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 and the way you lean in your L drills. And those small techniques uh, that we give them can help uh, ensure that they uh, get good grades uh, from the pro scouts when they have for their pro day. And now, so we just try to improve those uh, techniques. Now, Oscar, I, I'm not necessarily going to ask you to, to, to name some of the players that you're currently working with, but I certainly want to ask you to give an example of a couple of players that you worked with and, and some of the things that you think certainly uh, attributed to uh, that person's success because you saw something, an area where that person really needed to work at, so uh, work on. So why don't you mention a couple of those players? Well, we just had a great uh, workout with uh, Joaquin Good of Hampton University. Uh, he's a linebacker that's about six feet even, about 225. Uh, he did 22 reps of 225, and when he came to us, he was running uh, four point. He was running a four eight forty, and it wasn't because he was slow; it was just his technique was wrong. And so what we did was uh, our coaching staff got together, saw what he was doing, changed those techniques, and on his pro day, he he ran a four. Point five five, which is outstanding. That's up there with the best of them. And uh, for him to do that, to come to us at a four eight, and we got him down to a four five five, that was uh, tremendous. Okay, so I believe what I hear you saying is the fact of the matter. There are many people out there who are of the position that uh, 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 that you can't teach speed, and and you're saying that obviously the clock has changed. So you you taught that young man how to improve his speed. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. People think you can't teach speed, but you can. And uh, um, a, a, a perfect example of that is Adam Pac-Man Jones. I know Pac-Man is one of my former players. He might even be out of the league today, but he was one when he was with us, he was a hard-working individual. When Pac-Man was with us, he was running a 4-8-40, and he was uh, 5'10", 5'9", 5'10", 165 pounds. Nobody, he should not be running that, but because of his technique, uh, he was running slow time. So once we changed it, he went from running a 4.840, and for his pro 
day, he ran a four two five. Now wait, and you know, Oscar, it's going to be hard <laughs> for anybody to think that Pac Man ever ran a four eight. I he mean, he ran a four eight. Wow! Our coaching staff was laughing because they could not believe that he was that slow. But it was all because of his technique. Oscar, let me ask you something. You got, you you got a young man like Pac Man, you know. And again, you know, there are many people uh, that can use a lot of things for excuses. So I'm not here to make excuses for him. Yeah. I'm just here to see and ask a question. Is there any chance you think he may ever make it back into the NFL? Well, of course, you know, everyone is, uh, every one of, uh, some of the teams will give him a third chance. Hopefully someone will give him that opportunity because uh, he, he really is a good individual. He just made some bad choices and hopefully he, he will rebound from these choices that he's made in the past and be given another shot. And hopefully uh, hopefully someone will give him that break. Uh, but it, it looks tough. It looks tough. And it's going to take, a, uh, it's going to take an organization uh, that will give him that extra ch- a shot at coming back to the league. He was with the right team, though. He was with the Cowboys. And, and I think uh, Mr. Jones, uh, Jerry Jones, gave him all the opportunities in the world to uh, uh, make the right decisions, but uh, um, it, it didn't happen. So, Oscar, let me let, let me yeah. let me do because the show's about to close in about two yeah. minutes. Let me ask you something. Uh, you know, many people think that agents make the difference in where a player can be drafted. That uh, you know, you, you deal with the the, uh, the physical aspects of a player's right. uh, game and, and and helping him to uh, you know develop a better skill set for his pro day and his workout. Uh, what do you think is is better? Is that they spend more time with you or more time with their agents? Well, uh, with us, we're going to fine tune them. And I, in my academy, um, we work with the kids on and off the field. Uh, so we, we we talk to them about their work ethics, uh, what they should be doing uh, as far as uh, being a good person, how they should give back to the community, on top of uh, the the uh, training that we're giving them. So we we're, we're dealing with the total total person, a total athlete. Uh, sometimes um, uh, the agents, uh, they're dealing with getting that contract together, um, you know, making sure he gets as much money as possible uh, and the right deal as possible for, for that person. So, so, if I'm, so if I'm not mistaken, the agent may actually call you to have his player come down and spend some time with you so correct, that he can correct. get him a little yeah. bit more money. That's a yeah, good. So, hey, I, I like that. Now, now, let me just say this to you, Oscar. Uh, mention a couple other players that you have worked with that are in the league before we close, and then we're going to let yeah. you close by also giving people again the name of your company, your website address, okay. phone number, whatever. But tell me a couple other players besides, of course, Pac-Man that you've worked with. Well, we uh, we were lucky enough at Westlake High School in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, we had uh, the most players in the NFL. Uh, on, on active NFL rosters back in 2006, 2007, I think it was. But uh, that was Sean Jones, who's now with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Kieran Fox, who just uh, uh, was one of the members of the Super Bowl champs, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. He, uh, he, he plays, he just re-signed with Pittsburgh. Uh, we have, um, oh, my first cousin will be going in the draft. Uh, look out for Asher Allen who will be uh, probably uh, drafted in the first two rounds tomorrow, I mean this weekend. And my uh, first cousin is Calvin Johnson, who has worked with us before. He's with Detroit Lions. Uh, of course, you know of him as uh, uh, the second pick in the draft about two or three years ago, two years ago. And, uh, and Jamal Lewis uh, from the Baltimore Ravens uh, was my first client and first student that I worked with who went to the league. 
And uh, we also have Amar Carroll. They call him Batman. He's with uh, the New York Jets. So as you can see, Atlanta is a, a real hotbed for talent. Hey, Oscar, man, I, I hate to do this, but we got music. That means we got to end our show. <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm going to have to have you call back so people yes, know who you We're are and what Ray. you do. I'd love to call you back and uh, talk some more with you. Okay, that's great, man. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I hate to say this, but I always do. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. They say the best things in life are free. The good life, it feel like Atlanta. It feel like LA. It feel like Miami. It feel like. Here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories.